Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. And this is a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. It's for all you. Hallie, how you doing? Girl, we we haven't seen each other well or spoken in uh, a week. We had a yeah. week off. Yeah, I was uh, on the road. So on the road again. On the road again. Also, we never talked on the pod the fact that you did your sh- abortion show at the fucking Kennedy Center. Yes. I, I realize I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that experience. Well, like also, well, no, we, but the listeners might. It's interesting and it's we live exciting. out of time because we're always like. Ahead and then also behind. So like, I like it. Us, I like, like not having to be of the minute. Yeah, personally. we really are uh, just a, floating on a on a interdimensional plane. I think gals in the void. That's gals, what I'm always saying. Gals in the void. That's gals something. Void. That's, That's merch. merch. Let me write that down. Gals, gals in, in the, the void. void. That is honestly. Whoever is working on this episode, please, let's make Gals in the Void merch. All right. Write it down. Because that's what you have to do now, unfortunately, is you have to immediately make merch. Um, And that's true. My job, it's crazy. Like, if you have a brand in any way, it is merch. And also, I buy it. I want, I will will buy it with merch. I love merch. Um, Our uh, Lisa Traeger, a friend of the pod, has some great merch out right now. And I was like, I got to buy her merch. There are individual people I like so much that, like, if you put on a t-shirt just about you as a person, I fucking buy it and wear it. Yeah. Which is probably not good, but I guess that's capitalism for you. So I mean, I'd rather do that than wear, like, a shirt that advertises a brand. No, absolutely. Which was such a thing when we were growing up. I feel like when we were younger, it was all Abercrombie. And then, like, remember those hideous Dooney and Burke bags? Like, those Ugh. logo bags? So nasty. And, like, so, yes. the Louis Vuitton Murakami bag that then they Grow got, up. like, duped a million times. And Not that we would ever have one, but I remember no. even, at, like, if younger, being like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, just buy a knockoff. Right. I can't tell the difference. No, no. It's all That's made like up anyway. That's, whole anyways. thing now. There's, like, you can buy, like, high-end knockoffs. It's, like, a whole, like, industry. And I'm like, I don't, just buy something you like. I know. And it's like, how do you find out what you like when you are inundated again with like, well, I got to buy these shoes. Right. Someone's talking to me about hokas and because I, oh, I want to yeah. buy like a pair of shoes. I'm like, I guess I've, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I find these disgusting. Yeah. I've heard they are outrageously comfortable. That's though, the so thing. So I am kind I, of interested. If you, please, um, if you order them, yeah. let's talk about them on the pod. And let's be honest, as a woman of a certain age, I do. I, I would take comfort over an attractive shoe that feels bad yes, anyways. I am done with uncomfortable shoes. Uh, just cycle back anyways. Thank you for buying anyway, our merch. We will continue yes. to make merch, and we really appreciate you purchasing it. Yeah. Um, other than that, God, I, I'm about to have two weeks off. Not off from work, but uh, I work on the podcast Love It or Leave It for Kirk and Media, which uh, is also the company uh, through which we put out this podcast. And we have two weeks down um, for the holidays. And God, I am. I need it. My head is full of hot sand. Yeah. This and time of year, things really, like, I'm always just, like, melting into a puddle of nothing. 
Yeah, and I guess with the strike, I mean, how you doing with that? You know, it is fun to see celebs um, and be out on the picket line. I was I was walking behind F. Murray Abraham the other day. Oh my god! And he I was just incredible. out carrying a sign. And when god cars would him. honk and trucks would honk, he would kind of put his fist up, being so excited. And I was like, Oh man, you seem great. That's amazing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, to the picket line here because I haven't been yeah. able to, you know, because yeah, my yeah. day job. But I'm work, like, yeah. what else am I fucking doing? You know, right. that's a fun thing. You get yeah. some steps in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I will say the one good thing this week, I don't know if you followed, there's um, in Ohio that yes, vote. Yes, of course. And again, I we've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but sort of like um, I do think, you know, again, it, 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 anyone further left than Republicans, you don't want to get your hopes up. But I really do think overturning Roe Wade and then immediately attacking trans people I believe is proving to be a losing um, decision. I, I believe agree. it is losing it, propaganda. It is for the not, right. Neither of those things is actually popular. Um, yes, exactly. Especially abortion. But I think most people are like, I don't know, trans people, like, let them do whatever. I don't care. It, um, exactly. They, like, it's just it's not small, something to hang your hat on. It's a small vocal minority that makes it seem like these are incredibly divisive issues. And they aren't. Yes. And when exactly. democracy is let to be democracy and people get to actually vote abortion and trans rights and gay rights and all those things. Like they win because that's people want them. Yeah. And there is just like the disgusting vociferousness of like that fringe part of the right where it's like, unless you're a complete fucking maniac, it's very hard to be like, Oh, I'm like this person. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, yes, 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 I'm like this like ravening totally. hateful maniac. Most people don't think of themselves that way now that they no. don't, are potentially manipulated by those parts of themselves. But I think it's like, this is a losing battle. Again, you don't want to get your hopes up. But it it made me extremely happy that, again, the right is always pretending like they're going to have these, like, fucking sweeping um, successes. And also, Ron DeSantis' campaign is fucking eating shit. It's so funny. I still feel horrible for everyone who lives in Florida and Texas, obviously. But it, it, it does make me... Not like I just feel like okay, so there is possibility for things to not be worse than they are, and mm-hmm. they could become better. And it is just everything is important. Every every yeah. one of these in every state, and I don't know. I I just want to bring it up as like okay, well, I took some solace of of yes, you know, people came out, people voted, people like care, yeah, and people understand. You know, this wasn't even a vote on abortion. This is a vote on like how you how Ohio changes how the, the constitution, state, yeah. which is a more a more obscure idea to begin with. So it's just nice to see people be like, "Fuck off!" Yeah. Um. Not not of course that they won't try this kind of thing again um, yeah, on abortion. Like, obviously, yeah, keep doing it. But yeah, some some hope, some optimism as we move into yeah. what is inevitably going to be a psychotic election cycle. <laughs> Girl, I like, I, and it is what it is. You know, it's yeah. like. Uh, um, until we fundamentally change society, which we do have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. We should get every, on that. Where it's like, oh, this is the most important election of our lifetime. Every one, every of, them one of them is, is. unfortunately, because yes. it's like, who nominates federal judges? Like, right. who puts in Supreme Court justices? Like, for life. Yes. For life. Um, and, oh, that, oh, that's the other thing. Oh, that fucking, uh, oh, the Clarence new, Thomas's new Clarence sugar daddies. Two new sugar daddies that weren't even in his disclosure. It turns out he's fucking. I don't even know why it's time to be a Supreme Court justice. He's Honestly, thirty-eight so va- destination fucking vacations, 
And again, like the idea that like I was like, I'm sorry, I'll just put it in now. It's not Mm-mm. good. Mm-mm. But other than that, I'm good. I'm How good. you doing, Allison? Is there anything else? I'm good. With There's you? really nothing else I got going on. I will say a quick little thing is last night I was at a bar with some pals, uh, just doing some comedy shit talk and hanging out and having drinks, and the bar had homemade Chex Mix. And I got to say, Ooh. that needs to be everywhere. I think you should make some at home. That feels I, really up your alley. Right, yeah, like like super garlicky, kind of spicy, oh. like tons of, I love, look, controversially, I love the rye chip. That's like my favorite one. Oh, so. I love the rye chip. Yeah. You'll hear no complaint from me about the I, rye I, chip. I, I wouldn't expect to. So anyway, uh, that's what I would like to delicious. add to our discussion is that I had some Chex Mix last night and it is inspiring me to make some. Also, I realize I should have thought this, but this actually comes out um, on the 22nd mm-hmm. of, of August. And unfortunately, Allison cannot attend, but I will be introducing a movie yes. at America, American Cinematique's Friend of the Fest at Los Feliz 3. In case you live in Los Angeles, I'll be introducing the Babadook, of course, a beloved. Thank you. Oh my God, is he here? He's oh my God, here was with he? Us now. He's on mic. <laughs> Um, he, uh, so unfortunately Allison can't make it, but I will be yes. introducing it and then we'll enjoy, uh, the Babadook in case you are someone who has seen it or can actually watch horror movies. We did talk about if Allison came, El- you were like, do I have to watch it? I was like, no, just go wait at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Don't force I was like, I was like, oh it. no, we're really getting into what I didn't want this podcast to become, which is me watching scary things. You will never have to do that. Thank Not you. on my watch, no. Allison. Minimal amount of watching. Um, um yes. So, LA, please come to that. And um, everyone else, we're doing another live show uh, Sunday, August 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Get your tickets at moment.co slash ruined so I can ruin Sharknado for Hallie. That's and what's happening. So I truly can't wait. The How tag those sharks for get the in mo- there? The tagline for the movie is, enough said. <laughs> I love that shit. It's like I- on the poster. The poster is deranged. I just am so psyched. We're going to have so much fun. So get your tickets, moment.co slash ruined, Sunday, August 27th. Um, yes, the writer is Thunder Levin. That's what I was trying oh, to think of. Yes. yes. Hell yeah. Um, and shout out to my mother. I feel like my mother and I, one crossover of our tastes are the Sharknados, but they they are the uh, snakes on a plane. Yes, yes, I yes. I mean, yes. they are a, like, you know, here we are. Yes. Enough said. Enough said. Um, great. Well, let's get well, into it. Enough said about that. Enough We're said. Con- we're continuing our uh, our vacation horror movies with a movie I had long been meaning to watch and simply didn't hadn't gotten around to, but a delightful little film from 2019 called The Beach House. Yes. It was written and directed by Jeffrey A. Brown as his feature directorial debut. An absolutely a treat. Uh, an absolutely uh, a simple premise, a simple movie with very few cast members and beautifully done. Yeah. Allison, uh, we also like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what are your thoughts about the Beach House trailer? <sighs> Chilling. Um, mm-hmm. Really upsetting. Um, seems like violent sexual assault is possibly, or at least some Uh-oh. violence. I was like, uh-oh, did we, did we watch the wrong trailer? This oh, is no. a, this, it's totally, who cares? I mean, you know. Uh, Murray, is, is Murray Bartlett in this? Um, let me see. Mm, no. <laughs> I almost Whatever. I almost checked with you to be like, was it because it it was 2018? Like it came it was like 2019. Okay, see that's like, I feel like even if I had asked, you would have been like, oh yeah, probably. Like I feel like it. Yeah. Well, um, that's there totally is, fine. There is a pretty fucked up movie called The Beach House um, or Beach Ooh, House with oh Murray God. Bartlett. And like, 
um, it looks like it's like this woman's like ex from years ago comes to their beach house, and then he is like a photographer who takes violent photo like photos oh, that like shit. depict violence, and then like he falls in love with their like nineteen year old daughter. I don't know. It oh, looked really no. fucked. Yeah, that's really was, interesting. Yeah, we should do well, that one. Well, we should. It definitely was looked scary. <laughs> There's also a, a 2018 movie, The Beach House, starring Minka Kelly, a- Andy McDowell, and Chad Michael Murray. It is a Lifetime movie. Okay, well, about, that's one that I would watch. <laughs> about a woman who's tried to move beyond a difficult past, but is forced to grapple with history head on when she returns to fix the family's beach house. Unfortunately, this movie, uh, the beach, beach house will not be fixed because what happens at the beach house stays oh, at the no. beach house. But that unfortunately also spreads to the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I can't weigh uh, in on the trailer. I didn't watch it. I watched something else. What, what was the scariest thing about the trailer you watched? Um, the guy is showing Polaroids to the daughter, and it's her, but she doesn't remember it happening. That's terrifying. Yeah. Sorry, was, I, that sounds horrible. We're not doing that one. Yeah, okay. This is well, not... Anyway, um, that was scary. <laughs> all right, well, we'll we'll eventually have to get around to that one. Yes, um, Allison, how would you feel? Well, we also like to take a baseline scary, Allison of the movie we're actually doing today. <laughs> Allison, how scary would you find it if there was something wrong with the water? <gasps> oh no! I know that's wait, the water in the plumbing or the water in the ocean. Oh, the water just about everywhere. Oh, Allison. no, all the, the, the water is I mean, all connected. It all meets up with each, with each other. That with is itself. terrifying. Um, I don't like the water getting messed with. And also, like, you don't even realize how much water you're, like, when you're at a beach house, like, you're in water. You're constantly showering. You're drinking yes. water. You clean things. Like, you, it is just, you're it's, cooking. You're cooking. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and I will say, like, one of my top fears is, the day we all wake up and we turn on the faucet and there's no water. I know. And I don't want that to happen, but that, it looms large in my imagination. Absolutely. And um, I was at a party. I sh- I am like so unhinged right now. And I'm just, that's just where I'm at in my yeah, yeah. Queer, queer journey and journey in general. I went, I went to a party with coworkers and I someone was saying like, oh, whatever, blah, blah. And I was like, it's not going to happen because we're not doing anything about climate change. We're going to be sucking dirty water out of our old newspapers out of the garbage dump. And like, as soon as I said it, I'm like, we're at a I'm party. I'm so sorry. We're, we're at a, I'm sorry. We're at a party. Sorry, I don't want to enjoy it. yourself, aren't you? I'm, I'm clearly still, not. <laughs> we're, we all should still be caring, caring about this. But yeah, it was like, oh, I shouldn't even be at a party right now. Yeah, I get that. Um, would you like to guess the <laughs> twist of the movie we are doing, which, of course, we have not seen the trailer for, and you know only one thing about it, which is, water. Allison, there's something wrong with the water. Oh, boy. Okay. Guess the twist. Here, let me add one thing about the water. Oh, yes. It feels different. <gasps> okay. I'm going to guess that there was nuclear testing somewhere Ooh, and great. it's make and it's like the water is different but it's Hell from yeah. that as a source and it's um changing how people like feel and act and behave great um perfect guess no notes i did try to google uh, a fact about water and <laughs> oh what'd you find out <laughs> Uh, well, in 2011, which is today, an article published, Indiana Mom Dies of Water Toxicity. And apparently right. she was thirsty and drank four bottles of water in 20 minutes. Yes. 
and died. And I was like, I absolutely could and might and might actually die this way. Yeah. I could absolutely drink way too much water. I, I would say that I am usually drinking more water than less water in comparison to like what we're supposed to have. Like exactly. I drink a lot of water. I'm drinking water now, not to brag. Okay, brag much. I'm drinking water and a coffee, which is water in, in a That's way. That's two waters. That's bean water and water, regular water. Um, well, um, let's see what happens to our <laughs> the four people we meet up at the beach house. Oh, okay. Um, in this film, let us begin ruining 2019's The Beach House. <laughs> Not to be confused with 2018's The Beach House. Right, which we already have, apparently. We open on a glimmering blue ocean. And the water dances across it. We plunge beneath the surface, Allison, where we find nothing. Or do we? No, unfortunately, we see what appears to be silt or sediment sort of billowing up from Ooh. the depths of the ocean. Okay. And it looks almost like black smoke pouring out of, like, deep-sea coral. So there's some sort of vent or, or something that is okay. spewing some sort of sediment from the deep up towards the beach house. The beach house. Now, it's shot in Cape Cod, and I guess I have never been to Cape Cod because I was like, are we in Love Delaware? Are we in Maine? I couldn't Love place. It's gorgeous. And, yeah. Because it's like long, like tall grass, but like mm-hmm. big houses that aren't crowded. So you're not getting a, a boardwalk. You know what I mean? This no, no, no. It's not like right. that kind of, of beach. But it's also not the Hamptons. Yes, yeah. And it's not the West Coast, obviously. Yeah. Um, we meet up with our protagonist, Emily and Randall, who are college students. They're driving up towards the beach house, which is Randall's parents' place. And Randall's dad is named Doc, which I think is a cute nickname. And he and she, Emily gets out of the car. She's like, wow, there really is no one here. He's like, oh, it's off season. No one's here until after Memorial Day. It implies okay. that they're going, I think they're like on spring break spring. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they're because they're five weeks from the end of the semester. So let's say it's spring break. They're here. Sure. Um, and she's like, great. We have the whole beach for ourselves. That sounds fun. Um, they have recently reconnected. So they are, you know, they're back in it. They are extremely horny. They're like, passionately kissing and ran as they walk in Randall tells her I've been thinking about this you have no idea and she tells him I missed you and then they immediately go upstairs to fuck and all right afterwards Randall's asleep it's like the middle of the day and Emily listens to the ocean it made me want to go to a beach house so fucking bad I love the beach And just I like, haven't been like at all. To, I went. I was in the Hamptons for a few hours doing shows, and we we carved out an hour to go to the beach. And I was like, man, I love it here. I really. I, I should have made plans to travel when I was off from work. But I. Yeah, the but idea, it's like that's the last thing you want exactly. to do. Exactly. The idea. The going to the airport. That part. I just can't stand. No. 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 We see Emily. She just puts on her shirt and to go to the go to the bathroom. Allison, when she's in the bathroom, she washes her hands, and we can see from the way she's sort of handling it. The water already doesn't feel right. Hmm. But that's such a specific personal interpretation of a sensory thing. Yes. That she, it kind of, she doesn't really, she's like, I don't know what this means, but it's probably fine. Yeah. And she doesn't have time for that because she looks and there's a weekly pill reminder case on the sink. Mm-hmm. And okay. she opens the medicine cabinet. It's full of a ton of medication and personal items. Whose shit is this? Yeah. In what? the beach house. Okay. She goes downstairs. And where are they? And where are they? They go downstairs and she finds there's like breakfast dishes on the counter. There's still like a pan with like egg residue. And she mm. looks and to see the and sees the patio door open and a woman walk in. Meanwhile, Emily, Emily's just wearing a shirt and kind of like ducks yeah. behind the doorway to see. 
And we watch the woman sit down. We see her from behind. And we hear her doing something, which has this very visceral, disgusting sound. And we find out later that she's shucking oysters. But when you first see it, I'm like, what is the noise she is making? Mm -hmm. I was like, is she just sucking somebody's eyeball out of their fucking skull, you know? So Emily is panicked. She's like, there's an elderly woman shucking oysters in the house. Runs upstairs, tells Randall to get dressed. She gets dressed. And Randall's like, there's no way. Like, maybe it's like someone came to the wrong Airbnb. Like, let's just go. We'll just figure it out. And they go downstairs. and we'll figure it out. Right. Like, if it's an okay. old lady, we'll just talk to her. And which, again, I would be like, we were leaving immediately. No, no, no. Of course. And we go downstairs. We see her um, bucket. And she has disappeared. And so she has heard them in the house. And she peeks her head around the doorway and says, hello. And Randall says, Are, what are you doing in my house? And the woman apologizes and says, I'm so sorry. Doc didn't say any anyone would be here. These are good friends of Randall's father, Doc. This is Jane. Okay. And her okay. husband, Mitch, who went to the grocery store. And she tells Randall, oh, my God, I knew you as a kid. I haven't seen you, I mean, since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. And it kind of has this, like, moment of, like, oh, my God, you're, like, an adult. And I haven't, you know, I saw you when you were five or whatever when we also had a beach house here. Mitch arrives home, and they're both delighted to see them. And it's, like, this very sweet, before things take a turn. Yeah. You're just sort of like, oh, I knew you as a kid, and look at you all grown up. And we try to— I'm getting, like, waves of the visit. (laughs) Mitch uh, taught with (laughs) Randall's dad, like, 20 years ago. Okay. And and he's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Emily is very apologetic and says, like, I'm so sorry. We didn't realize um, we could go stay at a hotel. But Mitch and Jane say, no, it's totally fine. We have plenty of room. There's plenty of bedrooms. Let us grill out tonight. Well, you could stay for dinner. And Randall immediately accepts. But Am- Emily is the one who's like, what the fuck's going on? Mm. So she goes to get their bags from the car, a.k.a. going outside to smoke a cigarette. And she's sitting on a patio, and on the wooden walkway, she sees on the walkway a weird pulsating, like, tendril or worm. Like a dying worm. But again, every time she notices something, uh, there's another distraction. Randall comes out, and Emily just immediately starts a fight. He's like, okay, so you didn't even tell your dad that we were coming here, right? Because if you had, he would have told you these people were here. Yeah, Clearly come up. And Randall says, no, I haven't spoken to my father. Like, things between us have been strained, which is a very rich person thing, because I was like, oh, so I went to the beach house without telling, like, what are you talking about? You know? Not for us. Finally, though, Emily's like, we're going to have it out. Also, these are college juniors, and they are very, like, you know, erudite and sensitive and trying to explain themselves. And she says, you left school. You broke up with me. I don't get a call. And then I just get some cryptic emails. You come back, and now we're back at it like nothing happened. And Randall's like, I'm really sorry. I just needed some time. I fucked up, but we're here now, and I really want to, like, reconnect and make it up to you. Like, I be- I, I, I'm here, and I really am sorry. Okay. So, and that's all that Emily wanted to hear. It was like, okay, great. If you're actually going to, yes. if, if this is actually happening, let's fucking do this. And it's going to be a weekend at the beach house with Mitch and Jade. Oh, boy. So Fun with the elders. That night, Mitch regales them. He's talking about the time that three-year-old Randall ate oysters and then threw up. And he's, he's always hate, hated them. But Emily sort of teases Randall into eating an oyster, which he does, but then she doesn't eat any, meaning she is the only one who doesn't eat an oyster. Oh, and the oysters came from... The water. The water, the water Allison. The water. 
Mm-hmm. Mitch asks Emily, oh, so what are you studying? And she tells him she's finishing her junior year in chemistry, and she wants to go to grad school at astrobiology at the University of Washington. And luckily, sure. luckily, Mitch says, what's astrobiology? Thank God. I was like, please don't breeze past this. I'm like, what? I've never heard that word. So, and, but it's, it's very interesting, and I think, again, sets up what we're going to be dealing with in the movie. And she says, basically, uh, studying um, organisms on Earth that live in extreme environments to mm-hmm. then uh, draw conclusions about possible life on other planets. So, for example— okay. At the bottom of the okay. ocean, there are, mm-hmm. you know, certain um, organisms that c- could never survive on the surface right. like we can. What if there's a plant that is more like the bottom of the ocean? You know, sort of like yes. what if there's something that feeds off of these vents that would die if it was up here? Or right. if it got up here, who knows what would happen? Well, I feel like we're going to find out what would happen. <laughs> exactly. And she says, we're the right combination of elements, the right temperature, the right distance from the sun, and one thing slightly off, and we would be nothing. And Mitch and Jade are like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, you know, we didn't know about it. But then Mitch asks Randall, what do you study? And Randall goes on this very college, like, you know, college just farms, graduates. It's just a money-making endeavor, which is true. Yes, of course. But then he also was like, what's even the point? Like, what? Like, w- there's only one inevitable uh, conclusion where it's like marrying, having kids, paying taxes, like sports on Sunday. Meanwhile, Emily clearly wants to be with him. I don't know if marriage is on the table because they're so young. Right. But, like, Emily also gave this very eloquent explanation of what she gets out of her schooling and why she's it's important yes. to her. So he's like, he's like, that's dumb. Yeah. And it's like, okay. All right. And Mitch says, hey, hey, hey. Sports on Sunday Sundays is great. I coach a state-level baseball team, you know? Okay. But then Randall says, look, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I just—and I think that's fair. It's like, I'm just taking some time. I didn't want to just blindly go forward. And Mitch says, you know, it's really complicated, and it's really—you should be grateful you have the time to figure it out. But let's keep your mind open to people who don't think like you, meaning Emily. And Jane, they look over, and Jane is basically in tears, and she says, you know, you should be thankful for the time you have. And I just think we're so fortunate to be here. It's really nice. And then you remember, oh, yeah, all those fucking pills in the bathroom. She's got cancer or, or some yeah, other yeah. terminal something's, illness. Something's not working. Yeah, so she's really emotional. And, and, you know, the kids are nice to them. And they have a nice dinner. And then Randall goes to get a new bottle of wine from the fridge. But it's, it's just like a half bottle of Chardonnay. And they didn't bring any wine. It's like, I'm really sorry this is our last bottle, but I do have something else. And Randall pulls out his weed chocolate and asks him, have you ever had edibles before? And the sort of the two couples sort of like like break off and Emily is out of her breath is like, what did they tell your dad? I think it's a little appropriate. And two, Jade has had a ton of medication. So should we be just giving her this chocolate? Yeah, right. And then meanwhile, we hear Mitch and Jane are having the same combo, except Jane is like, whatever, we're not driving. But what she's obviously <laughs> saying is, like, I'm dying of cancer. Like, yeah, let me have, have some, some fucking edibles. Yeah. Yeah. And it is funny, because this came out in 2019, and I feel like even since then, the idea of, like, oh, weed chocolate's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's not, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you're just going to have some, some of it and then sit around a beach house, you're going to be fine. Yeah. That's how most of us are going to get through, you know, the near future. Um, and Mitch calls over and says, like, so do we cut it into quarters, or how do it work? How does it work? So they all have some, and they're kind of vibing. Randall puts on some vinyl, and Jane asks Emily more about astrobiology. 
And of course, as we see Gene talk about this, we also see the sediment billowing up from the, the bottom of the ocean. In case we didn't get well, the connection. Yeah. And she says, basically, one of the theories right now about how life formed on the uh, planet Earth was that something foreign, a.k.a. something alien, must have entered the environment for nucleic acids to form at all. Like, there's, they can't figure it out. Okay. How, otherwise, how else would this have happened? And they think it happened at the bottom of the ocean, and life first started there, and then everything sort of, like, evolved from there. Up. Yeah. And Jane's, of course, stoned, and she's like, that's crazy. That's so beautiful. <laughs> like, she's eating it up, you know? Mitch is cleaning up the kitchen from uh, dinner. It's obviously stone. Allison, he touches the running water, and he notices the texture of the water is different. Mm-hmm. And he has this moment where sort of like the conversation drops out, and he just has ringing in his ears. Does it look the same? Looks the same. Okay. Again, but something is wrong with the water. Something is wrong with the water. And Mitch says out loud to himself, soft water. Allison, the, oh, the water is so soft. I don't know. Emily tells Jane, you know, she's going to get her di- uh, diving license so she can actually do dives. And her goal is, like, she wants to study these, like, incredibly hard-to-get-to places yeah. in the ocean and find out what is there. And Jane's What's like— down there? And then Jane finally puts it together, like, okay, the places down here, there could be, like, an alien planet, you know? Yes. And I was like, yeah, the thing is, like, all the planets we have explored are too harsh to explore— lo- to support life— Yes. We're the exception, and that's crazy because we're so delicate. Like, all life on the planet is so delicate. If something were to change, everything would be affected. Again, that's what's going to happen in the in Fuck the around house. and find out time. Exactly. And Jane said, what do you think it would have looked like, the planet, like, these, these primordial times? And Emily's like, I'm going to be honest, it would have been, like, boiling, gas, churning, like, chaos, unstable. Like, the the things that grew first grew in this, like— roiling pot of elements, basically. Which is insane to think about. And here we are recording podcasts. It's crazy. Out of the roiling pot. Yeah. Um, From chaos comes Chex Mix. Um, Please pay us, Chex. Yes. Would love a Chex sponsorship. Um, Meanwhile, Randall's lying down on the carpet, just listening to, you know, music. And we see sort of like, again, Jane closes her eyes and then we see the bottom of the ocean. It's like malevolent, barren, these plumes of debris just billowing up. And they all kind of vibe out, which is probably what I'm going to do on my two weeks off. I'm like, I, I yes. cannot wait. This sounds Take incredible. Take a and chill. When Emily opens her eyes, she sees that Randall, Mitch, and Jane are out on the patio. And they all run out and they see all this bioluminescence in the water. And it's on the rocks and also in the pine trees near the water. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen bioluminescence? I have never. That and the northern lights are two things I'd really like to see. I'll be honest. I've seen both. Okay. Um, I've seen bioluminescence in uh, Delaware, actually. My aunt and uncle live there. Yes. And I wanted, I don't, I mean, I don't know what they, I guess it's algae. Um, it's algae. Yeah. And then uh, one t- time growing up, um, I think it happened multiple times, but I only remember one time you could see the Nor- Northern Lights from where I lived in Ohio. Wow. And I have this very, I, I remember seeing this, like, the, the the vivid green of it. Yeah. Ooh. And I, I want to see it. Yeah. I, I th- actually, that I'm saying, I think my uncle went to either Iceland or Greenland. Like, there's some I trip go to you Iceland. could take. Yeah. Yeah. And when they went, they didn't see it. Oh, <laughs> and the see, guys that, were I, like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, the guys are like, sorry. There's just, like, literally no way. This is, like, when it usually happens. And yeah. I, I guess I, I assume climate change would affect that, too. Like, when it's gotta. or if you'd see it. So, 
Right, um, well. See it now, I guess. So bioluminescence, I'm always hoping to see, but I yes. have yet to. Um, I've seen it once. It is beautiful in real life. I mean, it's, you know, you can see it online, but it's very beautiful. Right. And Mitch is like, oh my God. And it's this very vivid purple. So it's not like a green blue. It's like this uh, alien looking uh, glowing purple. And Emily says, it's really strange. It's on the rocks and in the trees. It's normally just in the water because it's algae. So it's like, it must have been, the microbes must have been swept up by the wind and blown mm-hmm. into the trees. So it looks sort of like draping everything. And Jane, because she's tripping, says, could we go down to the water and see it up close? And Mitch says, yeah, let's just like get her shoes on. And Jane runs in to get her shoes. Randall goes inside to change the record. And um, Mitch has with Emily while she smokes a cigarette. And he's like, I don't, I'm not your father, but you're going to be a scientist. You're smoking cigarettes. It's 2019. Like, you can't be doing this. And she says, you know, I want to be a scientist, but I still do dumb shit. And that's like the like truest thing imaginable. Yeah, I like that. Um, inside, Jane's like getting her shoes and she tells Randall, I'm having so much fun. Like, I love this music just sounds alive. I feel really great. And Randall's like, all right, so I was right to bring out the chocolate. Okay, you know. And we see Jane exit the front door. Out in the back, Mitch, and Mitch, who assumes Jane is going to come back to the patio and find him. Yes. Mitch tells Emily, it kind of smells out here. Like, it has a smell. And I was like, I don't think that it would. He says, well, do you think the sewage is backed up? I felt a little lightheaded and the water was weird. So now they're thinking, oh, is there something? There's contamination. Some contamination. Yeah. yeah. But then he's like, wait a minute, where the fuck did my wife go? I need to look out for her. She's not well. He runs back inside. Jane has left. Jane has walked down out the front door and is walking down to the waterfront alone. Ooh, and this isn't great. just like lay, like a blanket or like a layer of bioluminescence. It looks like Spanish moss. Like it's this okay, hanging. Okay, like it's hanging. Yeah. It looks mm. like purple uh, cotton sort of, but then when she touches one, you never touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it with your bare Don't hand. touch it. Put a mask on. Yeah, put a, throw a stick at it. Put a glove on. At least tell yourself you tried before yes. what's going to happen happens to you. And she touches it, and it comes away slimy. Mm. And when she does, all of the um, particulates uh, start billowing out, and she starts coughing. And I guess it's like uh, microbes. In my mind, it's spores, but microbes yeah. are what they Whatever. where they Aren't use. Those clo- yeah. Girl, this is not a science podcast. This is not science. We don't know anything what we're talking about. Mitch and Emily run in and say, do you know where Jane went? And he's like, oh, yeah, I think she went outside. I thought she came to get you. Mitch is now in a panic because he's super stoned, and so is Jane. And he doesn't know even where she was. So he runs down to the waterfront to look for his wife. And Emily starts coughing with the door open and says, you know, it's really strong, but she's not clear, like, is what I'm happening because of the weed? And, like, I'm having some sort right. of reaction? Is this yeah, really as intense? Like, what is right. happening? Yeah, is it is this also, like, just in my mind blown out so much? Like, yeah, there's stuff around, but am I seeing or, or experiencing something, like, stronger than what the reality is? Exactly. And uh, Randall is basically falling asleep on the carpet, not listening. And Emily starts to feel woozy and sits down. And what she does, we see that, again, she doesn't really understand the microbes situation. She looks out. It looks, it looks like a dense fog is rolling in. Ooh. So it's so thick, she assumes that it's fog. And they hear Mitch calling for Jane out in the fog. Mm. And Emily sort of struggles to, like, potentially go and help them. But she sits down hard on the ground, and she says to Randall, I don't feel good. And she passes out. 
Um, Emily wakes up hours later in the dead of night. It's like two in the morning. Randall's next to her on the carpet. She shakes him awake. And she gets up and she sees the bathroom doors open a crack. And she sort of approaches. She hears Jane vomiting over and over again. And when she gets close to the door, she sees Mitch's eye appear in the crack before he shuts the door. Up in their bedroom, Emily and Randall collapse. And in the glow of the lamp, Emily sees that the particulates have gotten inside and are sort of glimmering in the lamplight. But she's tired. Yeah. Falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And we sort of fade between the, the dust and the ocean. In the morning, Emily wakes up with a gasp and realizes it's past noon. And she says, I feel like I'm still stoned somehow. And she wakes up Randall and she's like, it's afternoon. We have to get the fuck up. What's going up? Going on. And Randall gets up. He's like, I also think I'm stoned. Like, I'm sorry. That was way stronger. I didn't realize like how fucked up we'd be. Jade and Mitch were out of their well, fucking minds. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Emily goes to the window and we see there's a film on the window and she kind of draws her finger through it. It's, of course, more of the particulates, but the fog is lifted. So it's a beautiful day. Clearly, this was like a nighttime, a nighttime, uh, nocturnal emission. It was whatever the bioluminescence was up to uh, during the evening. It has calmed down now that it's daytime again. And they both get dressed and Randall's like, I'm really sorry. I thought I thought they would enjoy it. I didn't realize it'd be so messed up. And she's like, yeah, well, she's had a ton of fucking medication. They're elderly. Yeah, like, and like they're old and they're probably not they consuming never, a lot of marijuana. Exactly. Like, we, we fucking fucked them up. <gasps> Emily gets to the bottom of the steps and sees Jane again sitting at the table looking out the picture window. She calls to her. Jane doesn't turn around. She approaches Jane and sees all of her pill bottles are open. And her pills are all over the table. And she approaches Jane, who, who again, we haven't seen her face yet. And, and Emily says, um, where, where's Mitch? And Jane turns to her completely dead-eyed and asks, Mitch? Allison, what would you do? What would you do? I'm calling the hospital to come get her and yeah. the police to Look out for Mitch, and I'm hightailing it the fuck out of there. We're getting out of there. We're hitting the bricks, baby. Best case scenario, you inadvertently got an elderly woman so high that she has had some sort of mental or physical break, break, and she needs care, and her husband, who knows her medical situation and you don't, is nowhere to be found, and also you're 21, like 20, like you are not somebody who has any experience to know how to handle this. No, 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 no. Yeah, call professionals, like, again. Yeah. I don't love calling the cops, but, like, to keep an eye out for a guy and to come pick up a lady and take her to a hospital, like, fine. Right, and I mean, like, hopefully they'll, the paramedics will show up, they won't immediately shoot Jane, but, you know, you you never know. You never know. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. Ten, nine, eight, seven, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. Six, five, four, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. Three, two, one, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. 
All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. So, of course, Emily's like, okay, great. So, we broke an elderly sick woman. So, we got okay. that going for us. And uh, we see Jane sort of get up with a lurch. And she's still in her nightgown. And she painfully, like, hunches over, like, sort of climbs her way up to the stairs. Right as Randall's coming down, and he's trying to say, like, oh, do you need help? Or are you okay? She doesn't reply or acknowledge them. Just sort of hunches over and pulls herself up the banister. What is up with the water? So they're like, we got to find Mitch. She is taking a turn for the worse. We poisoned this woman or something. So, uh, but luckily they're, they're also going to put on their bathing suits because they're going to go down the beach. So they go down the wooden stairs to the beach. No Mitch. And Randall's thinking, did he just leave? Like, why wouldn't he leave a note? Like, did he go to the grocery right. store? You know right. your wife, like, she was throwing it's, up all night, you know? Yeah. And Emily says, could we just um, sit down on the beach for a minute? It's so hot. I'm so tired. And they sort of strip down. They lay out and look out over the ocean. And Randall says, well, maybe Mitch went swimming. Maybe he'll be back in a minute. And they both lay down and start falling asleep. And Randall jerks up. His stomach hurts. And I'm assuming that's because he had an oyster. I think we're supposed to assume that he yes. is he, he, he doesn't sit well with him. Yes. And he says, wait here. I'm going to go take the shit of a lifetime, and I don't need you to be in the house. Like, I'm about to blast I appreciate off. Uh, his honesty and and give it, and warning. He said it's a guy thing, which I think what? is funny. But also, I'm like, I do like the idea of a shit so insane that it must be gendered. Like, yes. it was like, the only way I can convey to you this is to conjure the specter of gender into this. Yes. It's very funny to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, Allison, when he runs off, we see that he leaves his shoes there and his he puts his car keys in the shoe. So now we know the car keys are there um, in the shoe on the okay. beach. Okay. Um, he runs in. He runs to the restroom, of course. He starts feeling the water in the restroom, Allison. And not only is it thick, it's thick as slime. It's like, it looks like saliva. Like it's Uh, thick. And he looks, and it's not draining. It's collecting. It's full of particulates and like white filaments, like sort of clogging the drain. Oh, boy. Justin Allison, he hears a loud thud, like someone falling down upstairs. Oh, well, guess who that is? And Randall, because he's struggling to find his path, but he is a good person. He's like, I guess I got to go check. Check yeah, on you jail. Do. You do. Meanwhile, down on the beach, Emily's staring at the ocean, and suddenly Mitch just fucking appears right next to her. And he says, why is there no one else here? Isn't it strange there's no one else on this beach? Like, not even one other house? And he says, it's always been beautiful here, but something feels really off. I've never felt like this before here. And he sits down, and he's about to spill his guts. He's like, um, the reason I brought Jane here is, like, this is our going to be our last vacation. She's terminally ill, and I really wanted to have a really good time. And I think she had a really great time last night, but it's just, he says, When you see someone change, you know, won't get any better. There's no going back. It scares me to death. And Emily says, well, Basically, like, so how much time she got? Or, like, what are yeah. we talking about? And Mitch yeah. doesn't even reply. He says, you know, we're so fortunate, and it's so nice out today. And Mitch gets up, and he's kind of staggering around, like, still acting stoned. So, again, she yeah. just assumes, oh, he's still stoned, too. And she says, are you, are you okay? Is everything all right with you? He's like, honestly, yeah, I'm going to go for a swim. Allison, she watches no. him take off his shirt, his swim trunks on, 
walk into the water. Mm. And he just keeps going and going. Mm. And he's getting deeper and deeper. And Emily's watching and getting more and more upset. And she calls to him like, um, Mitch, Mr. Mr. Turner? Allison, he keeps going until just his head's above the water. Oh, no. And then it dips below and he disappears. Emily runs, like, sprints down to the waterfront. But he, first of all, he's super far out. Second of all, right. he's gone, right? There's no way he, he... Right. He did that deliberately. Yeah, that wasn't like, yeah. oh, boy, there's a riptide. Like, he he chose to marched, walk out until he was out. He marched his way into the deep. There's not mm. much you can do about that. Meanwhile, Randall gets to... Jane's door, and here's Jane moaning and coughing and groaning. You know you, what you're doing behind a closed door in a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, of course. He listens to the door, and he's like, well, fuck, and he opens it. When Emily runs down and gets to the waterfront, she steps on a pile of slime. Mm. She looks down, and it looks like um, a Portuguese man-of-war jellyfish. But it looks like a jellyfish you've never seen like- before. Like gelatinous kind of? Yeah, so it's basically like a big lump. I would describe it as um, okay, it yes, is the size and color of if a dog was turned outside, inside out. Okay. So it's like fleshy <laughs> pink and the size of a small dog. Mm. And it has sort of like ridges on the top. And then it has underneath, uh, it has uh, sort of a pile of tentacles that okay. she steps right in. Also, girl, look where you're walking. Girl, you could have seen that. You could have seen you, that. You were far enough the away. The size of a, like, looking like an inside-out small dog with tentacles. Like, exactly. It's, you're not missing that. This Yeah, it's not like golf ball. This is not, it's not even right. football. This is a sizable entity that you are putting your foot in. She looks down just in time to see one of the tentacles, uh, which is sentient or can move on its own, like a worm, enters the skin of her foot. It drives itself into the sole of her foot, Allison. Uh, No. Yeah, you hate to see it. I hate to see it. Needless to say, Mitch is gone, and now she can basically not walk on her foot because there's a worm in it. So she starts dragging herself across the sand, screaming, makes it to the wooden steps, but it's one of those where it's like, it's essentially three stories up. Like, it's like an insane number of steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to crawl her way up the steps, Allison, screaming for Randall the whole time. He can't hear her. She gets to the house. She gets into the kitchen, and she examines her foot wound, and she sees the head of the worm duck back into the wound on her foot. No. And so she starts looking under the kitchen sink, and she finds distilled white vinegar for cleaning. And she's a braver woman than I. She just fucking dumps it onto her worm foot. I mean... I think in the moment of crisis, I could do the stuff that I can't imagine doing. Yeah, and worth a shot. Like, I mean, like, I don't know yeah. if vinegar is really going to do it. It's going to be like, it's, oh, this is delicious. It won't make it, like, it might hurt more, but it's not going to, like, make the things worse yes. moving forward. Then she grabs a pair of tongs and a butter knife and oh starts pulling the worm out of her foot. Oh, my God. It is insanely long. It looks like yeah. a big strand of spaghetti. Uh-huh. And she drops it on the ground, and it's it writhes around. Fortunately, oh she God. finds a first aid kit. She bandages her foot and takes one of Jane's painkillers. Very smart. I would have just been screaming very, the whole time. No, I would have found the pills. <laughs> um, she gets up. She changes. She puts on a pair of her shoes. And as she does, she's changing in her room. We see Randall crawl by 
on the hallway floor on his stomach. Okay. And she turns just in time to see him sliding by, and he runs over, and he's sort of gagging and struggling, and he looks behind her, and we see Jane, whose eyes are a hard-boiled egg white, crawling her way out of her room behind them. And Allison, at this point, I got to ask you, who will survive? survive only Emily and it's not gonna be good like it's it's, it's gonna be bad every the other well Mitch is gone Jane is almost gone Randall seems not long for this world and I think just because she didn't eat the oyster so she hasn't ingested this thing that she has a chance though it did get into her foot and we don't know if it's all out exactly this, these are all excellent points that you're putting together, Allison. Um, uh, I don't know what happens to Murray Bartlett and the 19-year-old who he takes photos of at the other beach house. Murray Bartlett gets believe. killed. I'm calling it now. Murray Bartlett. Yeah. Also, what is Murray Bartlett from? Because you keep saying Murray Bartlett like I should know that name, and I don't know who Murray Bartlett is. He was in um, The White Lotus. That was his, like, breakout. Wait, which, the first or the second the season? The first one. You know, I didn't was see the first Armand. one. I only oh, okay. watched the f- second one because I'm a maniac. And then he was in um, the, did you watch the Hulu show about um, Chippendales? I did not. He was in that as well. And then he was also in an episode of Sex and the City in like 2001. Okay, but which episode? Because I have seen Sex and the City. He, uh, or not even, it was like season two or three. He's like a handsome gay guy that Carrie meets at a gay bar who then like, I think comes on to her later. Oh, okay. I was going to say, oh, maybe not. That I mean, gay straight guy that Charlotte goes out with. But I think I'm thinking no, of No, no, no. It's a Carrie friendship, I think. I don't know. He, but he was like in this old episode of Sex and the City and then like kind of had a re- Good for him. Good for him. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Allison, luckily, Randall and Emily make it down the stairs only for Jane to literally barrel roll after them. Like, they kind of struggle out. <laughs> and then you just see her body fucking fly down the stairs. They got to the patio, and luckily, they're able to shut the door then tie the door closed with a hose. Um, it doesn't really matter because seconds later, Jane, who again is a terminally ill cancer patient and an elderly woman, fucking just punches through the glass. An unfortunate development. What? Um, Emily grabs Randall and says, where are the keys? And he says, I don't know. We know. They're on, we know. They're in his shoes, but they're on the beach. Yeah. And neither of them have, like, because they're so freaked out at what's happening. Right, they, of course. It's like, I yeah. wouldn't be like, must have the car keys on me. Like, it, you no. know, I would definitely also leave them. I would have probably just hurled them into the ocean by accident or something. 100%. <laughs> knowing you. Knowing you, knowing <laughs> me. Emily's able to help Randall um, 
who has been attacked by Jane, but also is just seems like maybe he's a little, he's also been a little Janeified himself. He might be yeah. sort of uh, headed down know. the same path. He, they run to the next house, bangs on the door. There's nobody there. And Randall says, okay. I feel horrible. I have to go to a hospital. Everything hurts. And Emily says, what did she do to you? Like, what happened? He says, I tried to help her, but I don't know what happened. It's like I got knocked out. I don't remember. Mm. Allison, night is falling. Emily looks up and sees the fog start to roll in again. Oh, no. It's back. And just as she does, they hear a gargling noise. And they turn, and it's the resident of the house in front of crawling on his belly towards them, his eyes dead white. So he's already Uh, been— So um, this is— Yes. The microbes have already gotten to him. He's already been beach housed by this point. Yes. Emily wisely says, we need a car, grabs Randall, and they just start fucking making it down the street. It's like, we just had to put some distance between us and Jane and this guy. Um, And the fog. And the fog is so thick, they're starting to choke and cough. Because obviously, it's not fog. It is particulates. It's spores. Randall collapses because he cannot walk. But she says to him, look, there's a flashing light in the distance. There, someone has to be there. Now, I assumed it was like a train trestle or a radio tower, both of which no one has to be there. No one, no. Allison is a crashed EMS pickup truck, which then reveals oh. to us that this has already been, like this has already expanded. This is not just mm. them. There's not only someone called for help, and also the person going to bring help was affected because there's nobody there. Yeah. Oh, God. But Emily gets in the driver's side and tries to use the radio for help. And she's begging and she's like trying to give their location. And eventually a voice kind of cuts in and out and says, are you near the water? She says, yes, we're, we're on such and such road. And the voice replies, exposed. Everyone was exposed. Get indoors, seal the windows, don't breathe it in. And she says, breathe what in the fog? And the voice, of course, says, it's not fog. And she loses the connection. Oh, the worst ah! timing. The worst timing to lose a connection. She gets out and sort of limps back to Randall, who's looking real worse. Rough. And Randall says, maybe it wasn't such a great idea to come to the beach. This isn't on you, Randall. I don't think you could take no. this. is not an L you You couldn't be take. like, we should have known not to go to the beach house because, you know, I haven't been talking to my dad much. And also um, some outer space or deep under the sea microbes are flooding the area and killing everybody and or our aliens. And uh, are turning them into some sort of, like, undersea slime zombie. Yeah. zombie. They get to the first That's house they can see. And Emily tries to call inside. No answer. And she sort of makes her way to the back of the building. And here's my thing at this point in the movie. They've already been choking on the fog. How much exposure yeah, do you need? Like, they've been out in the fog for yeah. at least 20 minutes. Hours. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, like last night they were exposed to it. Yeah. Today they've been exposed to it. I just don't know, you know. To to wit, um, Emily starts to feel queasy and her vision's blurring. And she Randall taps her on the shoulder and he, she's like, cover your eyes. And then just uses a board to bash in the window to this house. But then okay. you're like, well, but the window's bashed well, in. That's, yeah, the whole thing is like it's got to be sealed. But I guess you could go like into an upstairs room and seal that. Yeah, and that's what she's going to do. And she's trying to call out to see if anyone's there. There's no reply. And she pushes Randall up through into the window and hauls herself in. Luckily, the house still has electricity. But as they walk towards the living room, Randall says it smells like rotten eggs. And they see all this overturned garbage strewn on the floor. So, again, whoever was here also had some sort of fog-related crisis. Yes. Randall runs to the landline. It's dead. 
Emily starts going through the drawers looking for car keys, and that seems insane to me. Like, if these are beach people, yeah. they're just going to be on the counter or, like, in someone's yeah. purse. They're not going to put it in a drawer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Allison, she turns on the water, and the water runs out. It has the consistency and appearance of cum. <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> you hate to see it. <sighs> Oof, yeah. A cum faucet? No, thanks. I, this, this Airbnb comes complete, four bedrooms, full cum faucet. That's for somebody. There's somebody out there looking for that. There is somebody who's into that. Um, Enjoy it. And but a real cum faucet, not whatever the hell this nightmare is. Yeah. And she's trying to rationalize, like, it's not fog. Then it's, it, maybe it's an, the algae bloom has become airborne or is a chemical spill affecting the air. And Randall says, well, either way, we're fucked, right? Which I yeah, it like, doesn't just, matter yeah. what it is. Um, luckily, in the house, they have uh, gallons of bottled water. So she gives Randall some to drink. And Randall says, I could feel it churning inside me. Yeah. So much in the way that, like, the alien material came to primordial Earth and was sort of churned into life. I think we're to think, like, this is entering the atmosphere yes. of the human body. Of the human body. Okay. Churning wow. and creating some no, new life. I know. I'm and sure it's like, what could he do about that? Nope. Nothing, really. He says, oh, the TV. And she runs over and turns it on. It's just the emergency broadcast symbol. They have no other fucking information available. Uh, they also find a radio, and she's able to turn into an AM station where somebody is broadcasting. And they're broadcasting from the Ocean Oceana Research Institute. Shout mm-hmm. out to them. If they were, uh, hopefully, if this happens, they'll be able to uh, broadcast. And they said, The microbes have been preserved in rock. What is and that? The it's an AM station. You guessed it. Climate change. Oh, boy. And it is spreading rapidly. And Randall says, we're in hell. And then we're fucked because Randall, like, knows what's going on, you know? Right. And Emily says, no, let's think about this logically. If they're broadcasting, that means other people are still alive. We're still alive. We're going to barricade the door and block off the window. And if we make it to morning, then the fog will roll out and we can get the fuck out of town. I mean. Oh, it's the best plan you can come up with. What else are you going to do? Randall tells her. I'm not going to make it to the morning. I think it's like, we both know that. Yeah, we all know that. Emily is in love with him and is not going to hear it. She takes duct tape and she seals off the door to the bedroom where they came in. So it's sort of sealing off the doors in order to create a airtight space um, to the best of the ability. But again, I'm like, doesn't it come in through the ducts? Like most windows yeah, are airtight. Just, yeah, especially like old beach houses. Exactly. Yeah, like some old floorboards, you know. And on the radio, they keep getting, like, in and out, but they, now, they hear the announcer say, those who become affected do not die. They change form. No. Emily sees there's a basement door and looks <gasps> down and sees, oh, there's two oxygen tanks, like a scuba diver would use. Mm-hmm. And as a scuba diver, she's like, oh, we could breathe this oxygen. So okay. she goes, grabs one, hauls it upstairs. And as she does, we hear the announcer says, it will continue until our planet becomes like all the others. And Randall starts vomiting up the milky slime. Randall is starting to change form. Oh, no. And he vomits into his hand, Allison. He looks, and it looks like a, a pale, like a beige baby jellyfish in his, his, his um, sputum. <sighs> no. And Emily Not turn- that. <laughs> Emily goes to the basement for the second tank, only to hear a chewing sound. And she turns to see a dead body. Mm-hmm. ostensibly one of the homeowners. And then there's another figure hunched over the dead body. 
a figure that is uh, uh, further along the transformation uh, mm-hmm. compared to Jane or Randall. It is a eyeless, noseless, humanoid monster covered in yellow-brown slime. And Ew. It, and it turns to look at her. Luckily, she's able to fucking run upstairs and lock the door. Okay. But, like, how you st- that thing's in there. Also, Randall's eyes have started to go white, and he is violently thrashing around on the ground. He is changing. And he ends up, he's vomiting up his, you know, his milk mixture. And he starts crawling, toward, army crawling towards her zombie style. And Emily Sobs and I wrote, well, I guess marriage and taxes are looking pretty good right now, huh, Randall? Mm. Wow, we never know where our life is going to go, but you didn't yeah. plan on this, bud. Yeah, Sunday sports sounds a lot better than throwing up weird baby jellyfish from outer space or the bottom of the sea. There by the grace of God. Randall lunges for Emily, and she hits him with the oxygen tank and ends up beating him to death, killing him. Smart. What else can you do? Exactly. She sobs, and she falls to the ground, and just then, under the TV stand, sees a pair of car keys. We'll allow it, but come on now. Come on. Come on now. At least put him in a little bowl near the the table or near the door. Yeah. Um, She takes one of the oxygen tanks with her to the car, breathing through it, and luckily the car starts. Um, unfortunately, Allison, I don't know if you remember, there's an insanely thick fog outside. Right. Like, what? She tries to drive down, but it's like a windy, sort of rural road. It's not like a, like a a proper road. She drives for about, I'm going to say 100 feet, misses a turn, and slams into a tree, totaling the car. She drags herself out of the car and collapses. And we see that she's dragged herself to the waterfront. So she's basically on the ocean. Oh. And she's gasping and choking, and we see the foam rise to the top of the water, churning. And it made me think of um, the phenomenal program, I Think You Should Leave. Yes. Every time they show it, I realize, oh, I keep thinking that it's a cosmic gumbo. And we see the cosmic gumbo mm. of this primordial alien microbe emerging to the to the surface and affecting the world as it exists. A delicate world that can be thrown off balance by anything, probably human-made. And in the morning, we see sort of the blue sparkling sea, like in the beginning, and the fog is cleared, and Emily is lying on the beach, and her eyes are turning white. Mm. And she's telling herself over and over again, don't be scared, don't be scared. And then a wave washes over her, and when it recedes, she's gone. Allison, the beach house. Oh, wow. Allison, what are some fatal mistakes you think you will made in the beach house? Fatal mistakes. I mean, obviously, going to the beach house yeah, did not turn one. into the spring break they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate to say it, but eating the oyster. It, did, it couldn't have helped. Yeah. It sped the process up because then it was just like, well, it's in me now. But I yeah. mean, how do you avoid air and water? Like, there, I mean, you are, it's, there. that's kind of it. You can't. Yeah, that's the you end can't. of it is like, you literally cannot. Um, and then after that, it's like, Emily did everything right. She, yeah, she, she kept her wits about her. She helped Randall. She, she was trying to piece it all together. There is nothing you could do. There is nothing. And I do love these kinds of movies because that the inevit- the realism and the inevitability always gets me. Yeah, that's the like 
You did the best you could, and you still ended up like a white-eyed sea zombie swept out into the ocean. So Yeah, you sure did. You sure yeah. did. And then At least were, they got high. Yeah, and they had a nice night together. They reconnected. They, they You know I mean? They, they were rekindling their romance. You know, people people go out in worse ways. I mean, maybe not, mm-hmm. but it definitely uh, they had a nice time at the yeah. beach house. And um, what more could you ask? That, that, um, from that a world. Like it. Yeah. Certainly different than the movie I watched a trailer for. <laughs> Which now we have to do. Now the- we do have to do it. It was, like, scary, so. Um, and then finally, where would you put the beach house on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I think also because this is about the imminent danger of climate change, it's getting a high. I'm going to give this like a seven and a half. I, I'm going to give this a seven. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, just with climate change, um, continuing quicker than scientists, yep. but also like scientists have been trying to tell us. It's not like this yeah, is for new. decades. I mean, as long as we've been alive, like at least. Yes. I mean, and then you see whatever. We, yeah, exactly. Like this is not something new. Scientists have been trying to tell us, but it sure does seem over the past couple of months that we're hitting a, a different inflection point. And, um, yeah, I agree. Watching this, it's like, well, it, I don't know if it would be this, but also didn't they find like some 500,000 year old worm that, uh, yeah. it, it, that came out of permafrost. And then when they brought it into the lab, they said it immediately started having babies. No, I know. That sucks. And I'm sorry, I gave them your home address. Is that okay? Oh, they're going to ship them to me, right? Yeah, I think they're going to drive over there in their their little worm truck. In the worm truck, the worm mobile. And they asked if they could rent your mouth as an Airbnb, and I was like, (laughs) probably, I don't know. Um, But, yeah. Well, there's not a cum faucet in there if that's what they're looking for. Oh, well, then they're not interested. No, they, yeah, they're, they're like, and we have to take out the trash? We're out. Okay, sorry. It was a 46,000-year-old worm that came back to life and started to have immediately no, have babies. No, no. And I also don't like the use of the word babies. That. Yeah, babies. Like, it's like, call them like little wormlets or maggots. Yeah, like, it's, something. You do have a little baby. We're having a baby. A baby? No. Just doesn't sit right with me. Nope. Okay, out of the Siberian Profest. Yeah, there's just going to be more of this. Um, yeah. They, we, people we've talked to us before, but it's like the spread of Lyme because of like ticks. Yeah. There is now uh, warmer climates, higher latitudes, but so ticks don't die. So more people get Lyme. People are getting like um, whatever that virus is that causes alpha gal syndrome where you can't mm-hmm. process meat or dairy. Like there are things that we as people who are not scientists. Yes. Maybe we're just here for the ride. We're just here to take a... Here for a good time, not a long time. So fill up those glasses that come, come faucet and have a good time in the meantime because yeah. this is all a beach house, baby. Yeah. And um, a quick note on good times. Um, we don't have a <laughs> Excellent ton- segue. Thank Excellent you. segue. Thank you. We don't have a ton of hard details yet, but we are planning the Lizzie Borden house trip and it is coming. We are doing it soon. Um, so... We'll give you details as we have them. We've got some things in the mix. Um, So, you know, thank you all for joining our Patreon, for listening to episodes, for being fans and supporting and coming to live shows and all of the things that this podcast is. But, like, we are going to the Lizzie Borden house. We achieved our goal, and we are going to ruin my life. (laughs) Yeah, and we're going to do some dumb, spooky shit. Fucking dumb, dumb, gross shit. And I, I couldn't be more excited. 
Yeah, two gals in the void in a house. Two gals screaming in the void. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, hope this uh, didn't ruin your vacation at the beach house. And if it did, yes. eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do? You chose to listen to this, you maniac. Yeah. Opted in. Um, well, and, and until next time, we love you. And we love please you. please keep it spooky. spooky. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a radio point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Stieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dunphy, and Awa Okalati. Ever wonder how you could cope in a real-life survival situation? What if you were stranded in the jungle facing an adorable but aggressive bear? On the new podcast, Survivor Die Trying, host Cameron Esposito, who you might know from ABC's A Million Little Things, will teach you how to survive everything from those outlandish situations to everyday challenges. Each week, Cameron and a guest will give you the lowdown on how to endure anything life can throw at you, from the downright ridiculous to the all-too-real. From shark attacks and zombie apocalypse to tsunamis and bad breakups, Survivor Die Trying is your one-stop shop to prepare for the absolute worst-case scenarios. It's the infotainment podcast you won't want to miss. Listen to Survive or Die Trying now wherever you get your podcasts. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like, pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.